0: This is a Demon FM podcast.
1: You are listening to Have You Seen It with Tom, Ellis, and Dan.
0: Hello, and welcome to the film podcast. It is me, Tom Button, and uh, I have some lovely people
1: sitting right here next to me. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Lovely might be a bit of an overstatement, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Ellis Sullivan, and uh, well, I'm not very interesting, so uh, I don't, don't have a specific fact about myself, but
2: yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm Daniel Walton. Um,
1: I do film and journalism. Yep. What do you do, Ellis? What do I study? I study yeah. media communications and then film studies as well. So...
0: Yeah, we well, I'm in the 3rd year. I know that you Daniel are in the in the 2nd year now because I remember doing some of your modules last year. Um you were talking about your new Hollywood experience which is quite fun and uh and yeah, I think we're we're all in the same kind of we're on the same boat. We all love film, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I yes, think so, yeah. So we're all in the right place. We're all in the right place. Now, uh we don't have a we don't have a name for this podcast, do we? We need to decide on a name.
1: Have you got any ideas? No, we didn't didn't decide on a name, although I did like uh, Reese's suggestion before. I thought that it's got a nice ring to it. Have you seen that? Have you seen it, yeah. Oh, have
0: you seen it? Oh, I like that. But um, no, well, we've got a cracking podcast for you today. We'll be talking box office. We'll be talking about reviewing or discussion on Joker, The Farewell, and we've got a few features. The films that will be coming out tomorrow or on Friday uh, just to get just to get us, you know, just to get us talking. So I think we sh- I think we could start off with the box office. That's what I did. That's what I do. And it's an interesting one. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. We still have. OK, we're going to start at number 10 It's Good Boys. And have anybody seen this Seth Rogen?
1: seth rogan film uh well i've i've got a i think i uh fell out with seth rogan in more recent years oh have you yeah i i just tend to find his comedy a bit more formulaic than what it used to be i suppose it's not that i don't i mean there's a, a few standouts i think the disaster artist was d- definitely uh, up there
0: yeah uh, well i haven't i haven't seen it so i can't comment uh number 9 we have oh it's a new it's a new uh it's a new film it's called war it's a bollywood indian film it's basically uh india's biggest film stars at the moment going head to head on this big action stunt ex- extravaganza i watched the trailer and it looks absolutely like insane like these people like like jumping all across all across the screen during high just doing all these sorts of martial arts and gunplay. It's just, it's, it's kind of John Wickish, but I think, I think like an Indian film that's broken into like the, like the the top 10 is very, very, is very unique and very, it's, 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 it's a running trend as you're going to be finding out as we do more and more of these podcasts, it's a running trend in the box office that these foreign films like Bollywood films uh, in particular come out and they, in the box office, which
2: is, which is great. It's... I heard of uh, War before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that uh, actually in India, it's this is like a record-breaking movie. Mm. Uh, it's like probably one of the biggest openings of all time. That I think Bahubali is a bit bigger mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I had a really good weekend, and plus it had a five-day weekend. I it guess.
0: did, yeah. Um, domestically uh, in the US. Two, over two million dollars which is which is not bad at number eight we have rambo last blood now i don't know why this is in here because right now it's sitting at amiga 60 64 million dollars and that's not great i haven't seen it to be honest with you i don't really
2: want to see it and i have no interest in it whatsoever not sure about you uh, yeah it, it didn't have like a a very good drop this weekend, it was like dropped 58% from <laughs> last weekend. Yeah. Or like 3.6 million for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, it It's going to make its money mm-hmm. back just because it appeals to a particular audience. Yeah. Uh, which is like uh, older men, really. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this is going to like break out to a different audience. No, than, than intended. Plus, it'll probably do well on streaming, just because it's Sylvester Sloan still.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't really I haven't really kept up with the
0: Rambo films, to be honest. Um, do you? Do you like Rambo, Ellis?
1: No, I. Well, I was just thinking, it's uh, it's interesting that they still churn them out, really, because especially when you have the option to go director direct streaming now for something like this something where you know it's a it's a franchise where yeah people's it their dad films really aren't they, they uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's from those franchises are what people's dads grew up with and i think they uh they they'll still sit and watch them and probably enjoy them whether the writing's particularly outstanding or not but um no it is bizarre that they managed to get stallone to come back to do Another one. Mm, yeah. Which is it's one of those where every time there's another one you think, Oh that's another one on the list. Yeah.
0: At number seven we have Ad Astra, which I haven't seen yet. Have any have any of you seen it? It's I went to see it. Seen it yeah. Brad Brad Pitt yeah.
2: in Space. I didn't really like it that much.
0: Oh, you didn't like it?
2: No. Um no. It also uh I don't think it really like connected with the audience that much. No, just yeah. because, like, yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's very cerebral, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't be that arty and also have a eighty to one hundred million dollar budget, because uh, it, it at the moment it's it's made forty three million mm-hmm. in the US. Yeah, and on a I will say on a hundred million dollar budget that. That's not a very good total. No, no. Uh, that's like, I think you get 50-ish percent of the box yeah. office from the US.
0: Stand, stand, it's worldwide. Worldwide at the moment. It's at 100, 111 million, which isn't that great. Yeah. Um. That That's not making its money back. No. At number six, uh, we have Judy. This new Julie Garland biopic starring uh, Renee Zellweger, um, which is doing actually... This is actually going to be quite good because I've heard reviews of it over from America and it's either opened last week or going to be opening in a few weeks over here. But I've heard
1: heard some good things. I suppose there's a kind of a surprisingly wide appeal to that story in general, because Mm. uh, probably particularly in America, because I think quite a lot of people are already aware of sort of the tumultuous childhood that she had to begin with and uh, the way she was tret on set and stuff like that. And it um, sparked quite a big debate in politics at the time and the way that people should be allowed to treat, the way studios should be allowed to treat their film stars.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting debate there.
2: It's uh, up 58% from last week because uh, it expanded into like a thousand more theatres. Mm. Uh, yeah. It, Stack, May-
0: currently standing at nine, nine million domestically.
2: Yeah, 9.1. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good total. I think it could maybe get into the 20s, maybe 30s. Could do,
0: yeah. Uh, especially as it opens more places, as you were saying. At number five, It, Chapter 2. Now, I saw this film and didn't know what to think. I've only seen it once, and at the end of it, I was like, I was, I was, it was long. I was quite tired at the end of it. Um, and so I didn't really know what to think of it but I haven't gone back to it, see it since. I'm not sure what that says.
1: It's repetitive. <laughs> they don't... I, it doesn't seem as though they've put as much effort into marketing this which I wouldn't know without actually looking at not talking to people in marketing I guess but um, yeah I don't know it just it didn't seem quite as though everybody was rearing to see it coming up to its release whereas sort of a year or so ago it was everybody were getting quite excited for it and um obviously the first one had very good reception made a pretty penny Mm.
2: yeah this one is like trailing so far behind the first one yeah like this one at the moment domestically is at 202 million dollars yeah which isn't at this point in its release uh two years ago it was at three hundred and five. Yeah. So it's trailing about a hundred million dollars behind. It chapter one ended up around three hundred and twenty-five million dollars, three hundred and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it
1: chapter two, probably like three twenty. Well I think it's not two twenty. It's not surprising that there's been a bit of a drop. Um I oh, don't know. It's even But worldwide. it's a very steep drop. It's worldwide as well.
2: Mm. Like this one's at 437 uh, worldwide at the moment, whereas the original got up to 700. Yes, this one's probably barely going to reach 500. Telling that is. At number four, we have Hustlers, uh,
0: which is actually doing really, really well since since it came out. Since it came out, like in the U- U.S. and in the U.K., it's been doing really well, which I was be- quite surprised to see um, right now worldwide it is at 110 million which isn't bad for like a film like this i mean it's jennifer lopez in it and like and others but it's just something like about this film that sort of captured the attention i know jennifer lopez had early oscar buzz so that might have been a, a factor with within that
1: but uh i haven't i haven't seen it she's got quite an international audience as well uh doesn't she though so what, what's the difference between the domestic and foreign markle with that one um
0: i'd forgot <laughs> i'd forgotten that i th- believe that the
2: i believe that the domestic was was was, was bigger it's uh 91 domestic at the moment mm. Ninety one. i feel yeah. like that's mostly just because this kind of movie while it can translate To foreign audiences, I don't think it did this time, but domestic audiences in the US like really, really enjoyed this film, like to the point where uh, it, I think it's in its like fifth weekend. It had a $6.4 million weekend. Mm. Uh, It dropped 43.9%, which is a really good drop. Um, It's also Head of Bad Moms, which is the studio's last biggest movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which that was at 85.7% at the same time yeah that's that's that's, that's jumped up quite a bit uh, uh, and it's it is below girls trip which i think was last year
0: it uh, last last year or the year before
2: yeah, yeah. That, that was at 97 at the same point so this is definitely crossing a million mm.
0: oh, definitely definitely
2: at number three we have downton abbey
0: I have no interest in Downton Abbey whatsoever, and I haven't seen the series.
1: I don't really it's know not about it. But um, Well, we were talking about this the other day and that it's got that um, commercialised version of British life really, mm-hmm. that captures the attention of Americans. And uh, it's not surprising that it's doing particularly well with the older generation. Um, as you know, period dramas tend to, um, and again, the the American audience are lapping it up as well. Yeah, I don't think that
0: it's had much. I don't think I was looking at it today. It hadn't had much of a drop since it sort of since its like first couple of weeks in box office. So it's done extremely
1: extremely well. I mean, people still like to go and yeah. see it. I think you tend to find when a film does uh, tend to have an older audience as well um generally it tends to have a more steady time at the box office because they're going during the throughout the week during the daytime and stuff like that rather than with your big blockbuster films and stuff you have your opening weekend or whatever Mm -hmm. and then your opening week everybody's going and seeing it at the same time rather than you know steadily over whatever but they're quite big numbers as well to be Mm. for it to be a steady pace over yeah what is it two two second week we're in now for that yeah i think this might be the third week, or the second it? or third yeah but the
2: first week i think it did though it did really well opening week it did 31 million but then it it did have a it had 53 percent drop and then this time it's like close to 44 um eight million dollars this weekend mm. um but the budget is only like 13 to 20 million dollars Yeah it's
0: not even that Google it's, Yeah
2: Which like It has made its money back Like literally just in America Yeah like 40 million revenue in America That's like twice the budget Yeah
0: Moving on At number two We have a film that I haven't heard of Since a couple of days ago But it is Abominable Which is the new animation by Dreamworks um, About a girl who finds a yeti in, on her roof and they go on a magical adventure to I got
1: a bit confused because haven't they just done a Yeti one or was that a different? they did yeah. they did a, a film
0: came out a couple months ago now Smallfoot I think that's what you're thinking of yeah
1: I think so yeah
0: yeah Um which did this did okay but that worldwide now is Abominable is sitting at what 78 million so that's not terrible but is it's actually quite good for like a smaller animated film i haven't heard much from dreamworks and since since the, uh, the how to train Your dragon sort of series ended really then so
2: i think with this film i think most of it's gross if it can translate to chinese audiences cuz it's going to come from china mm. this is a, it's a chinese co-production yeah uh, and uh if it really if Chinese audiences are a big fan of this, then I feel like it could make a lot of money there. Mm. Like in like, it could make anywhere from like fifty to a hundred million. It, the Chinese box office is like really hard to predict what's gonna yeah do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: at number one, surprise, surprise, it's Joker, uh, which just had its opening weekend last last week last friday and that's sitting at worldwide 248 million which 96 of which is domestic alone which is pretty pretty insane and that's changed from the last couple of days i looked at it i looked at it a couple of days ago it was 93 now it's jumped up to 96
1: and it's just and it's just despite the uh, recommendations from the media for people to not not go and see it exactly, well.
0: so yeah. All the all the controversy has not it yeah. hasn't done anything to slow the pace of the like slow the, this film's growth. It's likely benefited
1: it mm. in a sort of strange way. No. Um, yeah, because once something's you know plus so involved in the media, people are hearing about it probably mm. a lot more than uh, they would have done otherwise. It's just sort of free advertising, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, they've pumped a lot of into marketing, uh, and of course, it's it's success at the festivals. The main main festivals is always yeah. going to play a, play a big part. Uh, more and more controversies are coming out every day. I've seen every day I'm on on social media, and there's another post about Joker being controversial, and I don't I don't get it. But that's something. Yeah, that I know we can some save. of the
1: cinemas have banned um, cosplaying. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's it's interesting. Because mm. yeah. it is it is a good film. Um, and I think it does portray mental illness in a very different way to what it's really ever been done before in cinema. But, mm. uh, well, it's an old... It's an old thing, isn't it, to try and try and blame a film for something like that. Something yeah. that's not even happened no, yeah. as well. When you look at like the Dark Knight <laughs> Rises, mm. um, which wasn't even a Joker film and that horrible Colorado shooting. Yeah. Um came out of nowhere. Mm. So Well, we'll
0: come back to Joker for a review because I think we've all I think we've all seen it. Uh, uh, yeah. I did. So um yeah, I think so that's your box office. Um we now come to the come to the section of the show where we we uh, talk about what's coming out. And the big release this week, which is coming out tomorrow, is Gemini Man, starring Will Smith, directed by Ang Lee, big action film, with Will Smith against Will Smith. Predictions?
1: It's, yeah, it's one of those where it's uh, very clear. It's just like, oh, this is where the technology's at now mm-hmm. and we can do things like this. And I think that'll interest people. Uh, I mean, Will Smith's always, a big seller, anyway. Yeah. Um. So I, I, can imagine it doing reasonably well. Yeah.
2: I, I, I think this is gonna flop. To be fair,
1: do you? Yeah. I, I I'd heard nothing about it until about two or three days ago. I think.
2: Yeah. I that, that's know. one of the reasons I think it might flop. I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah. Really. Then, like, people who have heard of it, either are like, gonna go to see Will Smith, or I don't think the trailer is like really that engaging for like. An audience, so I don't know. I I just think if people want to see it, I feel like a lot of people are gonna wait to see it for streaming or something because I don't think they'd buy a ticket to
0: see this. Yeah, well the 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 the, uh, the advertising for it, I've seen it all on like social media, and they're really trying to push push this film. But I'm not actually sure if it's gonna work. I've I've looked at reviews, early reviews out of America, and they say middling to say the, to say yeah. the, to say the least
1: which uh, isn't unusual for a will smith action film mm-hmm. it's yeah. fine so it'll probably do fine
2: yeah. i think they might they're
1: probably relying on the technology yeah i sell think so.
0: it. Mm. yeah which yeah. doesn't and the fact well. that it's ang lee as well ang lee's made crouching tiger life of Pi. And this is his next big film, which is kind of a strange, strange detour from 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 that film, from those types of films. A big Hollywood action film is, is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Are you going to be seeing it in twenty hundred twenty frames per second? That's the that's mm-hmm. the question. Because I think I if
2: I did, I might I might throw up. I don't think I'm going to be seeing this one at all like <laughs> next week. I. I the thing is with Ang Lee, his last film also, well, his last film didn't do well. Mm. I think it was a long halftime walk. something Yeah. Like that. yeah. It, it was a flop, and I feel like this is, it's not going to fully, like, it's not going to do as bad as that one did, but I feel like it's going to struggle to do more than anything in the teens. Mm. Maybe like early 20s.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Next one is going to be, uh, the day shall come which is the new film by Chris Morris. Chris Morris is famous over here for doing the incredibly satirical and absolutely hilarious four lines which I just laugh at every single time I watch it. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Watched it yesterday from later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it it it's really it's really something now this this is a this is a weird one because it's about a preacher who uh is it basically wants to help out his family who are in sort of desperate need and so is 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 sponsored um like he lives in Atlanta he's sponsored um but the he, the thing is that the sponsor is the FBI and he doesn't know that so that's that's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be more of a
1: story to this one. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, like, well, Four Lions is a difficult one anyway, because I think it's not immediately, or from maybe an outsider's perspective, like, you know, the way American audiences might interpret it is that it's not immediately a comedy on the surface mm. anyway. And I think that's... It's one again, it's one of those reasons why we tend to struggle with exporting our comedies abroad mm. because it's such a specific and dry way of putting it. I mean, there's—I would imagine that people around the world probably don't find a man blowing up as he's jumping over a sheep particularly funny, but no, there's, uh,
0: but you know, there's,
1: there's something to it. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that that comes out. Tomorrow, I think, but I'll see it next week because that's when it comes out at Phoenix. I usually go to Phoenix to see these new films. That's obviously when we'll be talking about Zombieland next week. That's the that's for well, in two weeks. I'd I should say, well, no, next week, next week, because that's the that's going to be the big film. And finally, because it's new, it's Abominable again, the new DreamWorks animation, which is going to be. I don't know. I saw the trailer just today and it, it, looks, it looks okay and not mind blowing, but it's like.
1: It's not my demographic. I would no. Say. Yeah. So it, no. It's unlikely else. I, I
2: feel like it's kind of like trying to, I wouldn't say pander to the Chinese audience, but it's trying to really go for the Chinese audience. Mm. Obviously, any money it makes in the US or like around the world is all good, but I feel like it's going to make most of its money in China.
0: hmm. Yeah, because it has a, as you were saying, strong ties to to like, you know, Chinese sort of like heritage and sort of like it's a very sort of, you know, culturally.
2: Yeah, it's. I think it's also set in China and they're also on mm. a journey to Nepal. Yeah, uh, journey to the Himalayas. Uh, Mount Everest. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it performs over here. And then, of course, in the Chinese market which is going to be... I'm not sure how it's going to do, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye out on that one. Right, so that is the features. Now, gentlemen, it's time to come to the review, and the big review today is for Joker. Lads, what do we think?
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I really enjoyed the Joker. Yeah? I I was a big fan. I
1: really liked this film. Yeah, I really did. Black Phoenix is phenomenal, um, and you—I mean, you sort of knew from the get go that it was like, "Oh yeah, that's just—that is a good, good choice." Um, but mm. I'm trying. I was going to just straight up go straight into some spoilers there, but I suppose we'll leave <laughs> those ones out. Um, yeah, I mean, I—it's still very difficult. For me, because I think I still have um, too much love in my heart for Heath Ledger's interpretation, I and mean, I think it'll it'll likely always be that way. Mm. But when you compare it to, say, uh, Jared Leto's performance, mm. whether you think he was given a fair chance or not, it's yeah. leagues above, mm. leagues above it. So
0: I think, although Heath Ledger's Joker is very iconic and a lot of people absolutely adored what he did. I think that Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix is the best on this Joker on screen. I think I I just in the, at the end I just sat there. I, I just my mind was gone. I couldn't couldn't really understand why I was being like this. But there's something about his magnetic performance. It's just just he's he's he's. He's insane. I think he was a brilliant choice. I mean, when I first heard about yeah, how he is going to be cast as Joker, I was a bit... Yeah, yeah, I can see it. And then I was like, I think he'll do all, he'll do well. And boy, did he.
1: Yeah. I think My it's goodness. a performance that works well within the context of the film, though. There's mm. not, not a Batman that I can think of to date that would work well alongside him. Mm. And whether that's because... That particular type of Batman hasn't been done yet. I don't know. Um, but I thought he's got it's quite a grounded performance. Um they chose the right setting mm. and everything.
0: It's un it's it's unlike any s- like comic book slash superhero
1: film I've ever seen. It's yeah, it, I think, yeah, I think it is definitely it's one where I'd I'd say it's just not it's not a comic book film yeah it's not a superhero film in in any regard really it's Mm. a character piece on the ideas of mental health and sort of the systems that are there to support people mental health which is an important topic now more than ever Mm. ever ever (laughs) because uh you know i think mental health is becoming big a big issue and people are finally starting to recognize it for what it is yeah mm. so it's nice that they you know they they take you back to it's the, the 80s mm. isn't it so yeah they Early take you 80s. back to that time when people they really didn't care and stuff like that and mm. it's, it's stuff that is yeah. happening one now. the one
0: the technical things i have to point out is is phillips is told phillips director this film his direction and his and he worked he worked with uh he worked with all all these people it just looks just looks gritty and dirty and just like that's nothing like we've ever seen before it's just like it's just not a good place to live i look at it and just like "Mm, yeah it's not that doesn't appeal to me and the music is some of the best i've heard the original score by um an icelandic composer i forget her i forget her name don't ask me about her to don't ask me to try and pronounce it but yeah. the, the score is just eerie and just like ear splitting it's so uncomfortable so the, te- the technical technical side of the film is just mind-blowing daniel yeah. do you have any thoughts uh, on on the technical side how the film looked and uh
2: yeah i i, I feel like it looked uh re- the cinematography was really good um mm. I didn't notice like in the opening scene, uh, when like obviously uh it's not really a spoiler because it is the opening scene. Uh after he'd like been beat up by those uh kids mm. I didn't realise like he pressed a button and then some like Yeah, water water came water, out. Water came out flower, I didn't yeah. realise that when I was watching it the first time. Like, yeah. I thought like that was a really cool moment. Yeah, there are. Uh the, the whole opening scene like is really the, the whole opening sequence, I guess, is really good. Like the part where it's like in the, what's, yeah, in Hahas, mm-hmm. is what it's called? Mm. Yeah. Uh, that part where he's like uh, putting his uh, fingers in his mouth to make himself smile and yeah. then the tear comes down.
0: Yeah. It's just details. Yeah. Isn't it?
2: it? There's like odd detail. And then like when he's dancing outside on the street. Mm. And like, yeah, I just feel like a lot of it was attention to detail, but also like, Really putting you in the scene, like setting the scene for the start. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just good world building, isn't it?
2: Uh, costume design as well.
0: Costume design, costume everything really cool. like the world, like the the sets, the costume design. Um, I liked his. I liked his mother, played by Frances uh, Conn Connolly, I think her name is. Uh, she's really like manipulative and sort of like sort of like I don't know just really un- like really uncomfortable like as uncomfortable as him um and then you had Robert De Niro of course Robert De Niro as uh, the talk show host uh which I thought he was really good actually I thought he would phone it in to be honest with you because he'd know that he knows this character he's done this type of character before a lot of the film borrows heavily from Taxi Driver and King of Comedy De Niro films and so I thought getting him in it wouldn't work and then I saw him and it was just like that works. That that definitely works. Um but I just sat there in awe, really. Just sat back and I was just like, this is unlike any superhero film I've ever seen. Uh it's just like so different and so jarring. The violence, the the acting is just so visceral and sort of just like gritty. It's just is wow i i don't think i have many problems with it other other than the fact that the the social commentary bit i think like you know what's going to happen and you're like yeah. Yeah, but that's the that's the only thing i didn't really get behind but everything else about the film is just i uh, i i had no problems with it
2: i really like the ending uh, yeah as well the ending like, um I won't spoil anything. Yeah, but uh
0: the ending the ending I think the the music in the ending yeah. is really good. Uh standout scene for me is when he was dancing in the bathroom and that just like was hypnotizing.
2: Yeah, and like, like when he there, there was um also there's a bit of blood where he like gets the blood and Yeah, it's just puts on a happy face, I guess. Yeah.
0: But uh no, that was Joker. That is now out in the wild.
2: You can go and see it. It's on wide release. It, go see it. It's uh currently uh it's the biggest well, it's not the biggest it's the biggest October opening ever. So yep. it's really connecting with audiences, like mm. if like, if you remember, compare this to Venom last year, which opened the same time. Like, this is like obviously worlds better.
0: That's uh no, it's it's good to it's good to get it. Out there, and I just want to mention a film that I saw last last week, two weeks ago, uh, at Phoenix. Have you heard of this film? It's called The Farewell. Uh, it's got. Um,
1: I've not heard of it until it's, you mentioned it. it
0: yeah. Before. It's uh, it's, uh, it's got it's basically about a, a Chinese American family who whose grandmother gets uh, is uh, diagnosed with cancer. Um, but the thing is that they don't want to tell, they don't, they don't want to tell her that she has cancer. So in order to keep this secret from her, they go over to China and put on this, put on this, this wedding, uh, as sort of a last, ex- like as kind of an excuse to be with her for her like final, final days. Um, I've, I saw it and I thought it was just like i thought it was everything about it just magnificent i think it's probably my favorite film of the year so far because just everything about it is just sumptuous and just the story yeah it's emotional uh i was like in the cinema i wasn't bawling or crying or like that but it hit me on an emotional level because i'd have you know i've had some family sort of trouble like for the over past year um but it's just like seeing that no matter sort of like who it is and what family like what type of family it is it's just like always going to be affecting and i learned something i learned about like the chinese like chinese heritage like and sort of the chinese sort of culture what they do to what they do to grieve loved ones who have passed on, and their their traditions and all of that—that's exceptional. The music was incredible, and the Awkwafina—I've never seen a film with her in. I didn't see Crazy Rich Asians, uh, but I thought she was just terrific. And uh, the the woman who plays the grandmother, uh, the, her name is—is eluding uh, is me now, but um, she was she was really good. And the whole cast. Uh, uh Ogafina who played uh Awkwafina's, like Mum and Dad is are really good. It's just such a warm it's such a such a warm film. Um if you haven't seen it, it's out at Phoenix until Friday. So if you two are interested in seeing it, I'd definitely go go and have a watch because it's a it's a lovely little film and I don't think a lot of people are a lot of people are talking about it or putting it in awards, awards uh, like uh, contention. It's one, it's won at festivals when it first screened, but it's not really getting much attention now, which is a shame because this film is really good. Um, that is The Farewell, which is currently playing. As I said, it's out of Phoenix. Uh, any Leicester people, Go out and see it because it's just brilliant. Right. That's going to do it for the review section. Now we're moving on to the trailers. And I think you two know what the big trailer is. It's Birds of Prey.
1: I didn't want to say.
0: I had a look at this a couple of days ago. And to be honest, I'm not, doesn't make me interested, to be honest with you.
1: I'm a stick in the mud here and because I just I hated suicide squad more than anything um and I've that found it a shame because the writer um whose name I forget um he did fury beforehand mm. um, fury is an excellent film um but yeah I, I, I didn't like suicide squad I didn't agree with it and it's just I you get tired of the cash grabs with Warner Brothers and unfortunately, regardless of what I think of Suicide Squad, it did quite well in terms of uh, accumulating some money. Mm. Um, And there is a fan base there for it. I've met them and uh, they're not that fun to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot of people say Margot Robbie was quite good and everything, but Birds of Prey, is by no means a Harley Quinn-related subject, really, if if you go back to the comics. But uh, this is more like a Harley Quinn solo outing mm. by the looks of it. Yeah. I mean, she's got her,
0: her name in the subtitle of the film, which tells you quite a lot. And you see her face plastered on posters and that's, the whole trailer sort of basically revolves around her. I don't think... And uh, Margot Robbie's obviously producing it and doing a lot behind the scenes as well. So she's going to want her Harley Quinn sort of up up there. Um, but Ewan
1: McGregor's in it. Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. Yeah, I did. I did find that a bit surprising because I've I've not been following it at all uh, from the moment they announced it. Really, because they're supposed to be the Gotham City Sirens is going to be on its way not next year but the year after i think as well Mm, Uh,
0: 2021
1: yeah but there's always a high and always a low because uh we came out of joker and i said oh yeah that'll be uh there we go that's the good one for for the year for dc and Mm. they'll have another drop because you i mean we've had like uh we had shazam which did was that good i didn't see it i heard good things though it yeah. See, I've always I was always concerned with Shazam anyway because the character itself is just a. I don't know. It's very hard to do as it, it seriously. It's a kid that shouts Shazam, so um, going down the comedy route was probably the best way to go. Mm. Um, and then a lot of people just said Aquaman was all right, wasn't it? But yeah, after what we've been through to get to the point of having Joker for DC it's uh yeah it's been a difficult time
0: Daniel what do you think about Birds of Prey and the and the overall what you've seen in the DC universe pre Joker like did you see Shazam Aquaman
2: well I am actually a big fan of the trailer the trailer Mm -hmm. is something I really like whether that will translate into the film whether it's another Suicide Squad or I really like the trailer i did' really like the trailer for suicide Squad as well, mm. it's just when the film came out it was not good yeah um where it might be the same here who knows hmm um but my overall uh my overall uh, theory on the d c e u at the moment is uh if they would have like started with a film like the Joker and then they could have gone into another Batman movie. I feel like the whole thing would have been different, rather than starting with Man of Steel and then waiting three more years, and then desperately trying to catch up with Marvel with Batman v Superman, which didn't work because it was not good.
0: Mm. Yeah, the uh, D- yeah DC have had a a rough track record for for their films, but I think. The thing with me is that Shazam and Aquaman, the the funny superhero films, is so much like different from Joker. I can't understand how they can keep stuff like Joker going, like alongside that happy, quirky stuff, which Birds of Prey is well, is looking to
1: be now. Actually, isn't it the DC Cinematic Universe as a whole? They, I, I think Joker they, wasn't a part of it. Yeah. Well, no, they officially announced that there's no. There's no slate of a a universe as such anymore rather than... Oh, uh, this is new information to me. ...sporadic releases. Well, see, I thought that it was more general knowledge and then when I'd looked into it, they'd kept it quite on the download. It wasn't uh, some big press release or anything. They just sort of... They said they were doing it and for whatever reason it wasn't really covered uh, in the news too much because there's... Still releasing films which seem to tie in because it was around the time Aquaman was being released that they mm. said this. That's why Shazam has such a different tone. But so whether or not we're gonna have another uh team up film in the future or not, I think it's difficult to say now. But yeah. There is of course the Suicide Squad sequelslash reboot. Mm. I feel like it kind of all depends on
0: the Batman. Mm, Matt like, Reeves, Matt Reeves, the Robert, Batman with uh, yeah. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson's yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna something. Is
1: that because I know they they were sort of tiptoeing around it for a while, but is that officially announced now that it is Robert Pattinson? Yeah, yes, it is different, right? Because I know it. People had found out a lot earlier than what they were expecting them to. I don't know. It's like I I I don't like I got like
0: with me superhero films i'm not a really big fan of the big sort of marvel or or dc stuff i didn't really go out and see Shazam i might catch it on on demand you know on like netflix if it comes out if i'm interested but um i saw i saw sort of joker and thought this is a read another redefining of what super like what comic book films with comic films of comic book characters should be I thought that with the Dark Knight trilogy, and then I think that again with Joker, there's Joker is a sort of a, is like a,
2: another it's another like renaissance for I superhero like, films. I feel like Joker's kind of following in the footsteps of Logan. Myself, mm. uh, 2017's Logan. That's that's interesting. Another drama, kind of downer superhero movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, Joker obviously is like the same tone, basically, it's, it's down a film. Um, it's also like, again, a drama, it's R-rated, and they're both open very similarly. So I feel like that's kind of, basically Joker, I feel like is DC's Logan. Mm. Well, I think there's a two very,
0: tonally I think they're similar, but... Film-wise, I still think that Logan still has a lot in common with like like the big big Marvel films. Still, I mean, it was a new it was a new look, it was a new direction, it was an R rating, it was more gritty and violent. But I still think it still carries sort of that that kind of. I that
1: still... was my exact issue with Logan at the time, really, because um, I do really like Logan, but I found. About about three quarters of it are more... They're very similar. I think me and you were speaking about this the other day, and They're very... It's got a Western sort of uh, theme to it in terms of character goals and stuff. Oh, for sure. Or, or the post-Western. Mm-hmm. So about three quarters of it I found to be fine. And then I've never really liked the X-Men films anyway. I just find them to be a little bit too over the top and they do suffer from Terminator syndrome of crossing over the timelines so infrequently. Mm. You're never really sure where you're at and unless you're a fanatic, I suppose. Yeah, so I found you get, once the kids come into it towards the end of Logan, mm. that's when it really dropped for me and it went back to be like, oh, this, this is a serious Oscar potential film film. And then it was like, oh no, this this is just another superhero film. But like I said, with Joker, that more specifically fits into a category of its own, really. Um, and it's sparked up that debate again, or as I've seen, it sparked up that debate again as whether it's sort of time to just consider comic books as another, you know, form. Another What's charm. The word, well, another charm. But just yeah, just a. Well, yeah. Whether you can call call it a genre or not, because it's just another another literary format. I feel like the thing is with superhero movies, what they
2: tend to do, rather than be their own genre, is actually borrow from a lot of other ones. Yeah. Like Logan was like a noir type. Yeah. Gritty film. Joker is like a drama type. Whatever, and most Marvel Marvel films are like comedy sci-fi's basically mm. fantasy DC is literally it, it's always
1: like a mess yeah <laughs> Yeah. drama <laughs> right I
0: think that's I think that's all we have time for is that is that all what we wanted what we wanted to say is that because that because that was a hefty hefty discussion on Joker and well, I,
1: yeah I think for a day one that's probably
0: uh... yeah all right well it's been wonderful to get this first podcast out of the way. I've been Tom, next to. I've been Dan.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I, I am still Ellis, yeah. Yeah. So, Right, this
0: has been our first podcast. What are we calling it again?
1: Have you seen it? I Have think.
0: you seen it? Yeah, that's good. I think
1: he's quite happy that we've come <laughs> with that. So. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. And we'll be back soon, possibly next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take care.